Whenever we've prayed according to your word, we have the petitions that we've desired of you. So we lift up our voices in one accord. We give you glory and honor and praise. Come on, release faith in this building today. Come on, open up your mouth and give God glory. Give him honor. Give him praise. Thank you for meeting all of our needs, spirit, soul, and body, and for blessing our children in Jesus' name. Amen, and so be it. Greet someone today. Tell them God bless you. Let them know that it is so good to see you, and then you can be seated. Greet them in love. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. As you're being seated, this is Connect 2017 for us here at Linked Up Church. And we're taking the first four weeks or so, five weeks of the year, to really look at the strategy that God gave to the early church. And we're learning that if, as long as we follow the strategy that we left, Jesus promised he'd be with us until the end of the world. And so let me just go through some things because we didn't meet on last week. I wish I had those stats in front of me right now. I'll most likely read them at the next service. But even though we didn't physically have a service, I think God allowed us to to have a little beta test on last week. And Linked Up Church was able to reach over 8,000 people last week via Periscope and Facebook Live. And people gave their lives to Christ. They recommitted their lives to Christ. They filled out uh, Connect cards. Uh, A lady got baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, just wonderful things. And so I think uh, God is showing us that we can branch out uh, into that virtual world and minister to more people that are actually physically in the building. And folks, that's a way that Linked Up Church can pastor the world. And I'm excited about that. And so what have we been saying up to this point? So Connect 2017, we're really looking at the strategy strategy that God left for the early church. And then God has given us a strategy for 2017 that I'll go go over again at the end of the service. And so we learned that B.H. Carroll, a famous Bible scholar, in his commentary, he estimated that there was probably 100,000 members in Jerusalem Uh, or in the Jerusalem church after 25 years. Uh, Really, most scholars will tell you that Jerusalem at that time was only about 200,000 people. And so the early church had galvanized themselves in such a way that they had literally won half of the city, so much so that the Jewish leaders in Acts 5.28 said that they had filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. So in other words, they had taken over the city and they had made more converts and they had got more people born again. And this was causing an uproar and a stir. And so what I want to encourage linked up churches that wherever God plants us and now we know where that's at. I mean, our first assignment is to win that city. And that is the heart of the Father. And as long as it's our heart, he'll always be with us. And so when we look at the uh, book of Acts, we're seeing at least eight characteristics of the early church. It's not all of them. I pulled out eight characteristics of the early church that positioned them for this kind of blessing to be on their lives. And if we want that blessing on our lives, then we have to do 
what they did. Because God is the same. God does not change. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore, which is why he said to them, as long as, long as you do this, I'll be with you until the end of the world. And the first strategy we looked at last week via Periscope and Facebook Live was we must minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't go back and look at all of that now, but he told them where to go. He told them where to wait. He told them what would happen to them after they were waiting. He told them that as a result of that power coming on them, it would allow them to testify or be a greater witness unto him. How do you know that God gives us the power not to sit in church? He gives us the power to go out and impact lives. And if that means getting people healed, if that means getting people deliver, deliver then how do you know the power will always be available to get that job done? Right? And so we've got to shift our focus from coming to church to being the church. And really, we only come here so that we can go out and make an impact the next six days until we can get back here again and then celebrate those victories. All right, so we looked at that. We can't go back through all of that. Number two was we looked at we must uh, stay united or maintain unity through fellowship. And so one of Satan's strategies is to cause division. And once he can get in there and can create division, then he can split people up, right? And so, we, again, we don't have time to get, but they devoted themselves. That early church, they devoted themselves in Acts chapter 2. It said they devoted themselves to fellowship. I mean, we should not just see each other on Sunday. And we don't see each other again until next Sunday. Folks, we've got to commit ourselves to doing life together, and we'll talk more about that today. So let's move on. New information, point number two or three, we must multiply small groups. I'll tell you what I mean by this. We must multiply small groups. This was a strategy that God gave the early church. So if you just looked at last week, you know, with the way our society is becoming and and, and the government and things are becoming more I would say, or less church-friendly, you know, they can come in and do a whole lot of things where buildings are concerned. I mean, they can't touch our homes. And so even when we can't come to the building, that doesn't mean we can't have church. Right? Inclement weather, none of that should stop what God wants to do. And so God gave this church early strategy. Go with me to Acts chapter 2. And we're going to read down now. We read up until these verses. Now we'll read verse 46 and verse 47, and then I'll elaborate on that a little bit. Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47. When you get there, say amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47. And so it says, and so they continuing on Sundays. Is that what that says? They continuing how? Daily. Daily. So we can actually just stop right there for a moment. A real believer is not just a Sunday believer. You know, this is not just a Sunday experience. This is a lifestyle. But sometimes we've been conditioned to come to church, so, so I do my church thing on Sunday. Then we unplug, and I do all my other stuff Monday through Thursday. Then Friday and Saturday, I do my weekend thing. Then I go to church on Sunday to get Friday and Saturday off of me. 
so I can start all over again and do my Monday through Thursday thing. And folks, that's an up and down experience. Notice this church continued how often? This was a lifestyle, folks. Only way it can be a lifestyle is if we commit to doing life together. So they continue in daily, notice this word, 10 times in the first five chapters, it uses this kind of language. So continuing daily with one accord. They were focused. They were all on the same page. They were committed to the same cause. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple. So how many you know going to church is a part of the process? But notice they didn't just go to church, but they were breaking bread from house to house. Listen, I love you all. We love you all. I want to see you more than just on Sundays. It was so beautiful on yesterday. Now, we put the post out late, and the mountain was crowded. My goodness. You couldn't find a parking space anyway. I was getting ready to do some creative parking, and the Lord kept me from, from, from. (laughs) As soon as I was getting ready to do some creative parking, you know, just like the favor of God, somebody comes out of slot, and I slid right in. But it was beautiful. So we didn't have time to wait on people to get there because we had other things to do. And so we just got there and shot straight up the mountain. But while coming down the mountain, we were running, we were walking past members. And it just, that, that was my people. And you can tell when they, I, I see one right there. You can tell that when they saw us and we saw them, it was like, that's my people right there. I see you waving. We saw you as well. And then we get a little further, and we see a a mother and a daughter walking. And, Pastor, we missed you all at the bottom. It's okay as long as we're getting it in. And you can feel that, that that was, we were together. You understand? Then we get down, and we see another one. Then we get to the car, and we're walking, and and they're, they're waving to us because we missed them. But what's my point, folks? We were, we were at a mountain doing life together. So they continued daily with one accord and in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with, with sadness. So, folks, it is a known fact that, that you will enjoy life more when you have people to do it with. Some of the unhappiest people in the world have no friends. They have no one that they can enjoy life and do life and do the things that they enjoy with. And one of Satan's tools is to get us isolated and get us saying things like, I don't need anyone. I'm good. No, you're not good. And you do need people. We all need people, right? And so notice, this made them glad. And notice the simplicity of their heart. And as a result, they were praising God and having favor, not just with some of the people, but with all of the people. Which means when you have favor on your life, people do things for you that you can't do for yourself. See, when you're doing life with other people, then now other people are involved in what's going on in your life. 
And people become sensitive to each other, and we start praying for each other. And then I know people that you don't know, and you know people that I don't know. And we start getting together and putting all that together, and stuff starts happening. And so they were having favor with all of the people. Now watch this. The church didn't add. Notice the church wasn't growing on its own. Watch this. The Lord added to the church. On Sundays only, those who were being saved. Well, I want you to understand, the only way people can get saved daily is if the church is out working daily. Come on, I'm preaching better than you all saying amen. Which means you cannot plug in on Sundays and unplug on Monday. Because you know you work with some people that when you walk away, you say, Boy, they need Jesus in a big way. Am I right or wrong? You live around people. You say to yourself, as long as they stay on that side and don't come over here. I mean, they need to know about Jesus. Right? They're around us all day, every day. So instead of judging them, instead of condemning them, why don't we just love on them? And remember, Jesus told them how to minister to people. He said, teach repentance or tell them repent. For the remission of sins. Repent means to just consider a different way to think about the things that you're doing. Right? And the remission of sins means that they've been forgiven, they've been delivered, and their sins have been pardoned. Tell them that I've already forgiven them for whatever it is that they're doing, and I'm not mad at them. How I many know people are willing to listen if you won't condemn them or judge them? Right? If you just offer them, say, hey, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, but let me just give you something else to think about. Let me give you another way to look at that. I mean, people can listen to that and then leave them alone. And then tell them, God is not even mad at you. He's already pardoned you. He's already forgiven you of that. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Let me talk about linked up church for a moment. See, a lot of times when we think of small groups, we think of work. We think of reports. It's a job. And it can become something where people, the leadership, is they're expecting you to put more into that than you do your own job and your children and your marriage. Well, I'm telling you, that's not what we're talking about here. We're just talking about as an overall, if I could say it this way, theme of our small groups is to live connected. And so since we all do something with our lives, all we're saying is do it with other people. So like, for instance, we're going to exercise for the rest of our lives. We're committed to that. Actually, we signed a contract uh, when we got married that we would have to stay as close to what we looked like when we got married. And we're both committed to that. And believe it or not, that puts love deposits in each one of our hearts to see each other committed to that process. And we hold each other accountable, which means we got to eat right and exercise and do all of that. And it just makes us keep loving each other, and it works. So we're going to exercise for the rest of our life. So since we're getting re- eventually we're going to move back on this side of town, we're going to go to that mountain all the time. So we're going to have us a group called Climb Connected. So what we're saying is since we're going to do the mountain anyway, let's do it with other people. And how I many know that's a small group meeting? Because what's naturally going to happen? It happens every time we go. We pray with people. We love on each other. We encourage each other. And then we'll say, we'll see you next Saturday at the same time. 
How I many of that transfers to with her meeting people for lunch? Me meeting people for lunch. You're getting to know people. So all we're saying is whatever you already enjoy doing, do it connected. So if you like running, run connected. Right? Whatever it is. If you like biking, bike connected. We need to have a motorcycle group. Oh, you like that one right there. And see, they get their little linked up jackets, you understand, and customize those. And on the back of it, bike connected. Now, listen, I know this will be the largest group in the church right here because I know a lot of ladies love doing this, and it's called shopping. And they get their little shopping jackets. And on the back, hashtag shop connected. So since I love shopping anyway, why don't I do it with other people? I mean, are there people that love to cook? You can learn recipes from each other. I actually need to be with a group of guys who can cook. Because right now, the only thing I'm good at is boiling water. So I need to be with a group that can cook connected. Watch this. This is getting ready to shock you. Man, didn't those Falcons put it on Seattle on yesterday? I will tell you all something. Atlanta became my home on yesterday. And I don't know how to describe this to you. You know, when you're from somewhere else and you move somewhere else, it takes a little while before that can get in your heart. And so even though I could go to the game, I wouldn't cheer for them. If you all understand what I mean, I couldn't do it. But yesterday, man, I was a falcon. Yesterday... Man, I was on the team, and I, and I told my wife, I said, baby, it has happened. Atlanta is our home. I know some of y'all shaking your heads. I'm not telling you I'm denying where I came from. I'm just telling you now Atlanta is my home. But what am I saying? People are going to go to the game anyway. So we can be Falcon Connected. Watch this. And while halftime comes, we can lean over and say, you good? Anything I can pray with you about? How's your marriage? And we can huddle up right there. Lord, look at that picture. We can huddle up right there and pray for each other's marriage, pray for our children, maybe support each other. You know what I'm saying? And then go to the concession stand and get something to eat. And look at that. We had fellowship. We ate together. We prayed together. And we didn't have to do anything different than we were already, than what we were already doing. See, all we're talking about, folks, is learning how to live connected. So that we become a big army that overtakes an entire county. Everybody's asking. Everywhere I go, I see these bike-connected shirts. I see these prayer-connected shirts. I see these climb-connected shirts. I see these run-connected. Everywhere I go, what is this connected stuff? I'm glad you asked. You see how this works? How many of y'all ready to help us take on this challenge? See, we can coach connected. We can get with a group of coaches and we all held each other accountable. You all understand? See, a big reason why 
you know, I, we, we've been in a group our whole lives. That's our best friends. It's a group of nine of us. And, man, let me tell you what we do. We hold each other accountable. So, in other words, man, leaving our wives for, for this group is not an option that's on the table. And both of us have permission to get a billy club if one starts talking crazy and knock the other one upside his head. We don't have an option to leave our children. It's not on the table. We ask each other the tough questions. How are your, your eyes? How are you doing with pornography? And we can't lie to each other. You all understand? You, men need that in their lives. And so we need a men's hangout spot where we, it's called Man Connected. Where we do man stuff. Like cook. How many of y'all know Jesus cooked? Let me say this as I wind down. I've got one more after this. I want to talk to you about four advantages of multiplying small groups. Okay, four advantages, and these should go up on the screen. Four advantages of multiplying small groups. All of these are in your Bible app, you version. You can follow these notes right there as well if it doesn't go up on the screen. But notice, number one, is infinitely expandable. So in other words, you can determine how large you want that to be. It wouldn't surprise me if that climb connected group doesn't get over 100 people. That wouldn't surprise me. But how I many you know the more, the better? Now everybody at the mountain is wanting to know who is that group in all those t-shirts because you know we're going to get some climb connected t-shirts. But notice, without even making this a, listen to me, because this is threatening, without even making this an outreach, it became an outreach on its own. So, and what we're saying is we're not going to walk up to people and say, if you were to die today, do you know where you go? They're going to come up to us and want to know, why is this group smiling all the time? Why are they so excited? And then that opens the door for us to share Jesus. So it's infinitely expandable. Number two, it's unlimited geographically. What you all don't realize, and I need my wife to help me with this, and what you all don't realize, there are people that, are, that haven't been to this church in four years. They watch on Periscope, and then they have small group meetings throughout the week. What is the one lady who inboxed you? Where is she at? Somewhere in the Middle East? Pakistan or something like that? She's in the military, been gone for four years. Inbox my wife that they've been meeting for the last four years, following Linked Up Church. Ne- hadn't even been here in four years. So, folks, it's unlimited geographically. This can go on in North Carolina, and it's happening all over the place, and we're not even trying to make this happen. But now that we've learned this, we will. Number three, it's good stewardship. What do I mean by that? When God sends us all of these new souls, how many know they need new people to hang around? Right? It's very difficult to give your life to Christ today and go back to your old group tomorrow. They're going to suck you back in. So what we're saying is the stewardship pieces, if they come to us, then we're going to make sure we put in with some like-minded people who are going to care for them, pray for them, make sure they get on their next steps, they stay on their spiritual journey, and we stay with them until they can stand up on their own two feet. And now they're actively engaged in our purposes as well. And number four, it promotes relationships. 
Folks, God is not a God of rules. God is a God of relationships. And so if we're going to be like the Father, how I many you know then it's all about having good relationships around here? Now, of course, we all don't work for each other, but we all work for somebody. And we've just got to find the group that we work well with and then do life together. Does that make sense? All right. <clears throat> Number four, we must enlarge our vision of God. Go over to Acts chapter four. We must enlarge our vision of God. Acts chapter four, we must enlarge our benefit or our vision of God. And so, again, I don't know what your perception is of small groups from where you come from. What I'm telling you here is not about reports. It's not about work. It's not about any of that, folks. It's really just about doing life together. And we know it'll happen organically. There'll be people that are just students, and so, and they love finances. And so, I mean, they'll have a financial connected or, or debt-free connected or freedom from debt. I don't know. However, and, and their, their passion will be studying that. And that'll happen organically, right? And so what we're saying is we're not telling you to be any different than who you already are. But just do that connected. We must enlarge our vision of God. In Acts chapter 4, Peter and John have been arrested. And then they're brought before the Sanhedrin council. And the Sanhedrin council commands Peter and John to not speak again in the name of Jesus. They're commanded to not use the name of Jesus ever again. And then as a result of that, they decide not to put them in jail, but to release them. And let's pick the story up at verse 23. And it says here in verse 23, and being let go, they went to their what? Own company. I mean, when you're going through a tough time, you need some good people. The last thing you need to do when you're going through a tough time is to go around the wrong company. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? So notice they being let go. They go back to their own companies and they report all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. So I don't want to go by that too fast, folks. At some point, this has to become our company. And so we have our families, but after that, we spend as much time with our our linked-up community as we do anything else, right? And so we've got to make this our company where we look out for each other, we pray for each other. When you rejoice, I rejoice. When you go through a tough time, watch this, I go through it with you. Right. And this becomes our company. And so this is what they did. They went back to their company and they reported. Now, watch this. Now, when they heard that, they raised their voice to God. Notice the language again with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Why have the mouth of your servant David or who by the mouth of your servant David have said Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatsoever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. 
now, Lord. Now, remember what the Sanhedrin council, what the leaders told them was to not ever speak in the name of Jesus again. I need you all to understand when we become bigger and we start making a bigger impact, people are going to come against us. And so they will, they do all kind of things. The media does all kind of stuff. Uh, they do, and this is not a time for us to come attack each other. That'll be a time for us to come together. I want you to see something else here. If you, how many of y'all want to learn how to pray? When you're going through a tough time, notice how he prayed. He prayed unto God, right? First thing he went to God with was how great God is. Last thing you want to do is go to God with your problem. You've got to understand he's already gave you victory over that problem. You want to go to God making sure God knows that you know he's bigger than your problem. So notice they talked about God, you're so big. You're, you own the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in it. Folks, that's how you start off any prayer is by just making God bigger than whatever your problem is. And you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. And then whatever it is, they begin this prayer this way. Remember, they told them not to speak in that name. Notice how they prayed in verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word. So what we can never do is allow the pressure that the community puts on us to shut our mouth. We go back to the one that called us in the first place and tell him to open up our mouths louder. Oh, man, I wish I had some bold believers in this place today. Because, folks, I'm telling you, they're not going to like us feeding thousands of people. They're not going to like us clothing thousands of people. They're not going to like the big warehouse that's taking care of all of our people. It's going to frustrate them when we no longer need them. And we've created this community where we're, our businesses are rising because we only spend our money within our communities. Oh, uh, y'all don't hear me out there. Come on, folks. That's going to make a whole lot of people mad when we refuse to take our dollar and give it to the world. We've got to make sure we can pray boldly, Lord, help us to do this at an even greater level. So he says that with all boldness, we may speak your word and by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Obviously, heaven loved this prayer place where they had been assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak the word of God with boldness. What I want you all to understand, folks, it, well, it doesn't matter what the world tries to do to us. As long as we stay with God, how I many know oh, there's going to be some earth shaking? Come on, somebody. There's going to be some. Man, there's going to be. Heaven is getting ready to come and back everything that we're doing as long as we're doing it for him. And so we've got to enlarge our vision of God. I want to speak to somebody in this building right now. You've been tormented. You've allowed your circumstances to weigh you down. God sent me here to tell you today that he is so much bigger than this challenge that you're facing right now. And if you would just take your 
attention off of the challenge and put all of your attention on God and how big God is, you're going to see that he has already delivered you from it. And when you come out of it, there won't even be a singe to your clothing. Your clothing won't even smell like smoke. Come on, somebody. You're going to come out so victorious on the other side that you'll never even know that you went through it if you'll just focus on how big your God is in the midst of your situation. And I'm telling you, if you really believe what I just spoke into your life, why don't you give God a down payment of thanksgiving and glory and honor? Come on, give him a victory praise right now because he is on your side. Come on, the lawsuit has already been handled. Come on, the bills have already been paid. Your spouse has already been taken care of. Your children are already on their way back. Come on, somebody. The bills will get paid. The rent will get paid. The business will prosper. God has already healed your body. Stop worrying. Stop fretting. God is bigger than your situation. Come on, and I just need five people. I need seven people. I need 10 people that believe that God is bigger than their situation. I wouldn't care if a whole city was coming against you. God is bigger than the whole city because you and God are a majority. And if God be for you, then we don't care who or what is against you because you are a winner. You are victorious. The Lord is on your side, and it doesn't matter what man tries to do to you. Keep your head up. Keep your shoulders back. Walk upright. Put a smile on your face because I'm here to declare to you that you have already won. Open up your mouth one more time. Give God glory for the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to get a larger vision in God. Even though God has blessed us with one building, there is 30 acres next to it, 22 acres across the street from it, another 12 acres on the side of it. There is a strip mall on the side. He didn't just give us the building. He wants us to take all of everything that's around it, glory to God, so we can build schools so our kids don't have to go to school with these gender-confused people. Come on, our kids can go to a school where a boy is raised to be a man and a young lady is raised to be a woman and there's no confusion about that we're not judging you live how you want to live but we're going to live according to the word of God hallelujah hallelujah God is bigger than that little building he just blessed us with don't you go marching in there like, look at what God has done. Thank God for what he's done. But boy, there's still so much that he wants to do. We've got to get a bigger vision of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if the whole city or the whole state comes against us, come on. Because their arms will always be too short to box with them. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on, just help me shout. Come on, help me shout for about 10 seconds. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We've got to get a bigger vision. 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 vision. Thank God for that little house you live in. 
Thank God for that car you drive. Thank God for your job. But God has so much more for you. Come on, you've got to get a bigger vision of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're children of the king, man. We're children of the most high God. See, there are a lot of churches that just want to play it safe. What I'm telling you folks, this is about souls. You can be seated. We've got to get a bigger vision in God, did God? Listen, I don't know if you can even handle what I'm getting ready to tell you. This church has to get so close to hell that we smell like it. There's some people that aren't going to come out of hell until we snatch them out. Which means you got to be close enough to it. I didn't say in it. See, I didn't say I got to go in the club to win somebody in the club. But what I'm saying, I'll be waiting on you when you come out. And I'm going to offer you a better alternative. Hallelujah. He didn't give us this power to sit in this building with your new outfit on. And you just got your hair done on yesterday. Come on, somebody. You just got your shoes shined. Come on, somebody. It ain't about us looking good in a building. It's about what we do when we leave this building. Hallelujah. Come on, folks. Folks, marriages are being busted up. Come on, folks are dying. Kids are being lost. Come on, somebody. Kids are gender confused, and we sitting around watching television. We got work to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm done. Let's lift our hands to the Father. Hallelujah. Let's all stand to our feet as a matter of fact. We've got to multiply these small groups. We've got to live connected. We've got to take a city. We've got to increase and enhance our vision of God. Come on, lift your hands right now to the Father. Everyone stand to their feet. Father, I pray for every person that heard your word today. We know that the entrance of your word gives light. And so I pray, Father, that a revelation entered into the hearts and lives of your people today. That they see themselves as more than just church attenders. But they see themselves as participants in your kingdom plan and strategy. And so, Father, help this church. I pray for Minister Vinny right now, who that is his primary assignment. To give him uncanny wisdom, uncommon wisdom on how to get this done. Help us multiply groups, Father, not work-related, relationship-related. Never, may it never be about rules and regulations and work, but may it always be about relationships and souls and life. We're a life-giving church, Father, so I pray every person in here will enhance their vision of God. God, help them to see that you're bigger than whatever it is that they're facing right now. And may they focus become you and not them in their situation. And the more they learn to focus on you, Father, the less their problems will seem to them. And the more you'll work their problems out for them. And so, Father, while everyone in this room is in an attitude of prayer today, I want to pray for someone that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Come on, man, be a part of God's plan. Come on, man, be a part of God's plan for your life. If you're here today, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. 
I want to give you an invitation to come and be a part of the kingdom. If you're here today and you do know Jesus, but you've gotten away from him. Hey, we're not condemning you. We're not judging you. We're just inviting you to come back. Something just got off in your thinking and you're saying, Pastor, I need to get my thinking back together and I want to come back to Christ today. That's you. I want to pray for you today. You'll notice that Jesus told those disciples to go up into that upper room and don't go, don't go do anything until you be endued with power from on high. And part of that power came on them so that they can be a witness. But also they began to speak in other tongues and we know all the benefits of that as well. So if you're here today and you want to learn more about that gift, you don't want to go out there without that power on your life. We want to pray with and for you today. And then finally, if you don't have a church home, you believe God has led you to linked up church. What you heard today ministered to your spirit. You say, I want to be a part of that. I can get with that. I want to commit me or my family to that. I want to join this church today. That you will be happy to receive you today. So now while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, no one moving, no one talking unless you've been assigned to do so. If you're here today and you want to give your life to Christ, you're here today and you want to come back to Christ, you're here today, you want to be baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, you want that power on your life, you're here today and you want to join Linked Up Church, I want to pray for you, but I only know that you desire my prayers by the lifting up of your hands. So if you would, right where you're standing right now, would you just shoot your hand straight up in the air if you desire prayer today? Lift it up and keep it up. God bless you, ma'am. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand back there in the back. Anyone else? God bless you. I see that hand over there, sir. Anyone else? You say, Pastor, I am not born again. Pastor, I need to come back to Christ.